Welcome everyone to another episode of the Handball Movement podcast. And today with me, there is Boris Aspiridis from uh, Czech Republic. Hi, Boris. How's you, how are you doing? Hi, Andrea. I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation for, to your podcast. I'm really happy to having you here. Finally, there is someone else that I can talk about conditioning and movement. So it will be a really exciting episode. But first of all, I have to ask you if you want to tell us how did your journey started with handball? Were you also a handball player? How, how did it all begin? Yeah, I've been, I had been an, uh, the handball player. Uh, long story short, uh, I played in the first division in the Czech Republic for six, seven years. Then I moved to Slovakia for the one season there. I've got the injury of my uh, ACL, it was typical, uh, ACL torn. And then I joined my uh, girlfriend to her first international uh, experience because she's yeah. also a handball player. And we moved to France. And there, there was a time when I started to thinking that my handball career is coming to the end so yeah. long story short okay so then basically your coaching career started and uh, how did that uh, work out how did that start uh, uh, uh. it happened it happened three and a half yeah three and a half years ago uh when we signed the contract uh, with minaur Bayamare in romania and it was my first club who gave me an opportunity to become a real strength and conditioning coach. In that time, I was just a student of the strength and conditions. I cannot call myself, the, in the time, I cannot call myself a strength and conditioning coach, but I was in the beginning of my coaching career, and it was a great experience, honestly. It was a great experience. Yeah, I think to, be, to have the chance to be an assistant in a professional, a professional environment, it's, it's a great start. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, uh, but, exactly. but today the situation is really different. So where are you working now and uh, what is your position? Today I'm a part of the Juventa Michalovce. It's a female Slovakian club. Uh, it's one of the best or from my view of point, it's the best Slovakian team. Uh, and uh, the, my role here is uh, the assistant of the head coach and uh, Strength and conditioning coach. Right. Double position. That's a good responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is really good. This is really good positions. Totally different, uh, like in uh, Romania, because, you know, here we are two persons, head coach and me, and the head coach is also the manager. And me, I also have two role, roles. Sorry. And it's a, it's a great thing because we can influence a lot of things. Yeah. My, colleague, my colleague is also very, very open mind. He trusts me. I, I feel it. And it's a, it's a really good environment for my work, honestly. Yeah, I understand. When there is a chance to have colleagues and everyone goes in the same direction and there is a good relationship in between, the communication is good and yeah. the yeah, exactly. growth exactly. is the same. Exactly. Uh, it's uh, the best job in the world. <laughs> uh, I really enjoying to be here. I really, really enjoying to be here. All right. You know, 
For example, yeah, the big difference, big, big difference between the Romanian uh, or my, posi my position in Romania and my position here. For example, in Romania, when I've got any idea, I've got the uh, I've gave to proposal to the head coach, and he started thinking about. And depends on him if he he will do what I said to him or not. Here yes. in Slovakia. We are talking about it. We are talking about it. And my colleague, the head coach, asked me, hey, Boris, what do you think about it? I said my opinion. He said, okay, explain me why is your opinion is good for our team. Yeah. I will explain him. And he said, let's go. Let's go to do it. Easy. That seems Easy really money. nice. Seems really nice. So let's go deep into our field a little bit. It's the most exciting thing. So... Um, looking about what you do today, what are the main problems that you're facing in your job? What are the things that you have to solve? What are the most important things? Uh, that's a good question, but a little bit hard question. Yeah. You know, generally, I don't want to speak about my players now, but the generally, the main problem is that the handball players... What I have a chance to work with them is that they are not such a good movers. If you if you understand what I want to say, you know they have some limitations, and uh, I think so. It's one of the biggest problems what I'm facing off. Yeah. So my role or my goal is to to develop them to be faster, stronger, more explosive, healthier player, and also to prevent them, you know? Yep. But up of the, all of these things is to create the better mover. So I think so that's what I want to say about it. Yeah, I, I really understand. And that's also why my whole project is called the Handball Movement, because it's a double meaning you know it regards the movement itself of the handball in the world but generally uh, it all starts because i also study i studied movement so that's my that's my field it's the same as yours and i really understand and i think um well we can we don't know the reason why there is a certain limitation in the handball players but in my experience also without mentioning no nobody in particular we could have better movers in this I mean, for what regarding Italy, my experience is because handball is not such a big sport. So generally kids play other things and uh, the kids who come closer to handball generally uh, are not the fittest from the very beginning. But I also think that for in order to play handball, you need the requirement who are a really uh, elevated standard. So you have to be uh, good in many things. And uh, that's why I really understand what your point is. The players, what I'm working with, it's, uh, there is a problem that before then I come, a few years ago, before, pardon, uh, nobody teach them how to move correctly. Nobody, nobody, how to explain, uh, nobody practiced this, the real strength and conditioning trainings. Nobody gave them the, the basic fundaments, you know, Yep. Nobody teach them, and I think so. Now this is the thing what I have to fix. 
Yeah. So I have to learn them. But you know, for me, it would be much, much, much easier if the players now had at least four years experience with strength and conditioning training. If they, if they would know how to correctly squat, how to correctly make the hip hinge, how yeah. to correctly run or land, for me, it would be these work much, much, much easier. I think the, 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 the biggest takeaway message is, here is that we should start our player younger and parallelly together with teaching them how to play handball, we should start to teach them how to move properly and how to do this basic movement. Because if you also then know how to do properly a squat movement, a lunge movement, or how to properly activate your core, your posterior chain, then you know how to properly jump and accelerate. So I really understand your pain here because I'm facing the same, the same problem really often. I had the chance to see, for example, in a, um, when I have been in the main hour, uh, before each hour training had uh, some uh, kind of academy has a training. And you know, the kids, because they are, they are still kids, they, they practice some kind of the hurdles jumps, but nobody teach them before how to correctly land. We are teaching them how to jump, but we don't teach them how to land. We are teaching them how to accelerate, but first we should teach them how to decelerate correctly. You know, and I think so, this is one of the biggest problem of uh, the youth category. Yeah, I agree. Also because it's, unfortunately, it's statistically, it's when you decelerate and when you land that you get injured. So yeah, these are really... Yeah. These are really the reason why we should put much attention in these things. But I think also that we should teach them first to use the body and then to use them how to manage overload. So the weight in the, in the, in the weight room, for example. So I have nothing against uh, lifting weights. We all know it's a really important part of development. But as you said, if they first don't know how to move themselves, I see no point on putting weights on those movements. That's my position, you know. So, and I think our struggle here is that then we are we are having an adult team, professional team in your case, but your job is limited. You can't really do the full power and use the full power of your experience um, somehow. You have to use it another way. You have to go back to do something that has to be done before. I cannot I cannot use the full potential of the adult player because I have to I have to do two or three steps back to learn them or teach them the totally basic things you know the movement patterns and how as I said how to squat correctly how to hinge correctly you know and when I was talking about the about the center about the academy in the, in the Romania in Bayamare you know can you imagine each year they produce seven to ten ACL torn, ACL uh, ACL torn ligament? You know, so it's yeah. it's a dramatic number because yeah. we are talking about the fifteen years old players, female, and it was it was a dramatic number every 
every each single year was yeah. seven to ten ACL torn ligament. Yeah, that's our biggest problem in uh, handball. Of course, there are the the injury at the knee, and then consequently shoulders and elbow, ankles, oh. of course. But I mean, we all know that the 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 most frequent and and the hardest then to recover is the anterior cruciate ligament. So that one is. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's really frequent today at any level in handball. It's really frequent. It's uh, another pandemic. It's another pandemic in our sports this year. After the COVID, we can see uh, in handball, in handball generally, that there is uh, the ACL. You know, probably you know how many players, uh, especially female players, got the injured this year of the of the ACL. It's I, I tell you more, I'm really scared for all the players who were not professional or didn't play high level because you somehow had the chance to go on and train and at least keep fit. Uh, but all the people who are just um, amateurs or lovers, they were, were completely stopped. And if you didn't take care of yourself by yourself, now you go back full routine training a match and I'm scared that will be a really bad, 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 bad return to play. Uh, I don't want to think about it. I don't no. even think about it. Oh. What do you think it could be a good idea to solve this problem? I would like to, I would like to think about it really, really simply. So what they can do, the strength training, some proprio exercises, some good biomechanics, you know, I talk about it, correct the landing, correct the accelerate, etc. Mm, yeah, something like that. So there is the there is the need to start a project and help uh, and help these these athletes to uh, play handball, but also do movement. I think this uh, connects really good for, uh, with my next question. So you are also running some personal projects, for example, uh, handball prep. So you can tell us something about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a project. We are developing my colleague uh, and a really good friend and also my mentor, Jan Musil. He's also the strength and conditioning coach with more than 10 years experience. Uh, I will say you the story. Everyone, everyone knows the situations when the young players or young athletes come to the gym, sit on the bike, start to biking on the stationary bike, and he or she start to thinking, okay, so what should I do today? What I could do today? In the end, he will go to the bench press, he will go to do some biceps exercise, some triceps exercise and go home, you know? So what I want to say that a lot of players know, today knows that uh, the physical preparations, it's a necessary part of the handball performance. So they, they knows that they have to do something more, but they probably, probably, they don't know how and me and my colleague, we wanted to give them some program to what they can use it to be prepared enough. The project is really simple. We are creating uh, the strength and conditioning programs for 
the team sports athletes like handball player, floorball players, etc. And uh, we are preparing this program for two, the biggest uh, part of the season. It's a off season and in season. That's it. So every players, every athletes have a chance to buy this program, take it. It's a PDF. It's a kind of the ebook, and there is a, some theory part and some practical part. So that's it. Because we're thinking how we can how we can help this handball area in the Czech Republic, and we realize that the one of the biggest problem is the physical preparation. So yeah. it's one of the reasons why we decided to. Now we have a few few cooperation with some first division team when we gave them a solution of the strength and conditioning preparations for all the season. Simple and clear, and it can help a lot of people. So it's a great. I hope. I hope, I hope. Yeah. I hope. And um, but I know that you are also working with the uh, national team, with the youth national team of yeah, Czech Republic. Okay. What you do with them? Uh, you know, this is my first season with U uh, 19 female team, uh, Czech Republic. And what's my role there? Uh, I'm trying to prepare them during the all the season by the individual programs. So if the players would like to improve something. She called me, say, hey, Boris, I think so that I have a problem with this, 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 this. And I'm trying to set the individual program what she needs or they need. Uh, it's out of, the, uh, out of the official camp. And uh, on the camp, my role, always I've got the 15 minutes in the beginning of the training. And I'm trying to prepare the players for the primary part of the trainings. And uh, if we have the gym, I lead the strength and conditioning uh, sessions. Yes. And uh, for the close future, in the July, we have a uh, European Championships under 19. So on the June, I have to prepare them correctly because last six months was a really, really difficult situation, especially for these players, because not uh, all of the players are playing the first division. Uh, for with the adults, you know, this, uh, senior category. So there is a, some players who didn't play handball like six months. It would be really, really hard uh, for me to, to prepare. Yeah. But I hope that I will manage and yeah. I will prepare the, the, all of these players for, for the coming European Championship. If we should give an help to all the players who are listening, uh, also at medium level. Uh, what do you think to keep things uh, easy, but to make the right step in, uh, in training? What should they do? What do you think? What are the main things that they should take care of in their preparation? You are giving me really, really hard questions today. Uh, look, and uh, are you think, uh, or you ask me what they should to do on the beginning or what's the advice? Yeah, what's the advice? Or at the beginning, also some player who doesn't know a lot about physical preparation and maybe they just do some stuff. What could I say? If you yeah. want to be fast, sprint. If you want to be strong, lift weights. If you want to be powerful, lift weights fast. 
sometimes when I have a seminars for, for the youth category, uh, we are talking with my colleagues about the low hanging fruits mm-hmm. and low hanging fruits. It can be the things you can reach really, really easy without, without such a huge effort. For example, sprinting. This is the great example. You can do what you need, what you need for uh, to be faster. Sprint. What you need for the sprint? Go out and start to sprint. For example, really, really good uh, low-hanging fruit is, uh, is sleep, sleep quality or sleep hygiene. You know, if you wanna do something really good for you, start to care about the sleep because. Yeah. If the sleep was supplement, I would buy it. <laughs> but that's, look, that's a really important tip. Uh, people really don't have a clear idea how important is sleep in general, yeah. and especially for athletes. I had a recent conversation with a friend of mine, this was a professional player, and we both were discussing the importance of sleep. And he always tell me that he's... Uh, the day after a good sleep and the day after a bad sleep, his condition is dramatically different, dramatically different. And I think especially for young athletes, uh, yeah, we, sh- we should teach them to understand yeah. that this is important. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we should teach them how important is sleep uh, for not even the handball performance, but for all performance, you know, uh, for example, one thing, what I said here in, in Juventa, I prepared the wellness monitoring. So it's a kind of the questionnaire and they have to put, uh, there is a, some questions like, if you don't sleep, if you don't sleep good or good enough, the risk of the injury is much, much higher. Me as a coach, I have to decide, okay, what is important in this moment now to make a training with her or give them the rest, give her the rest, you know, a little bit. So it's necessary to talk about it around the performance. That's why I wanted you also today in particular, because I don't want to be alone in this discussion, but I also have a colleague who, and we understand this language, but, you know, there are also persons who are maybe listening, who they, they are just coaches. They haven't studied the human body and they maybe have, a basic understanding of the fact that don't sleep, it's no good. But the point really important here is that if you don't sleep well, the risk of injury is much higher than in starting condition. So I think this is an important message to the players and to the coaches in general. And to understand also another basic thing that is we are, the players are not all the same. And as you said, you have to make changes to the plan if necessary. So we can't have a plan that is the same for all the team. That's another probably shocking point for some people to understand, but it's true. I think that's a difficult part of our job too, but that's, that's, that's really how it is. Actually, individuality, but we are not practice the individual sport. We are doing the team sport, but we have to take seriously every player as an individuality person. So, and you know, before, then I gave them a first time the, the athletes wellness monitoring. I couldn't imagine how many players uh, has a problem with, with the sleep, with the sleep duration and the sleep quality. 
So after the first two weeks, we'll be starting to track the these things. Uh, we had the really, really serious conversations with the head coach. Hey, what we can do it? What we can do it? Because around the forty percent of the players has really, really, really big problems with their sleep quality and sleep duration. So the shock, the, I think, the first uh, time yeah, for me it was a shock. Honestly, you know, you can you can find in a. In each team, you can find a one, two players, but in uh, our case, it was uh, like four or five. And oh my God, five players? It's 25% of the team, six players. So, yeah. so it's a serious conversation or a serious, serious. We are talking about all the factors around the game. So it's not just the gym, it's not just your gym program. No, no, we have no, no, the sleep, no, no, no. we have the nutrition, and probably. The, the thing that is coming out uh, really often now with my other discussion is the psychological point of view of the player, but also of the environment. And uh, that's also a really important aspect to consider. And also, again, on the individuality of the player, that they are not all the same. I think these are important points for the conversations. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you for your time, Boris. I think it was really useful to have your tips I hope, I, hope. From, I hope to have you soon also in the future and uh, it was a great conversation thank you very much andrea thank you very much